pub for people who can't read. We watch movies and review them. Cause books are so hard to read. And movies don't have that much to them. Pictures are worth a thousand words. So a movie is like a bazillion words. Instead of reading all the words, you can watch it on the big screen. At Book Club for people who can't read. Hey guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of Book Club. For people who can't read. It's been a little bit of time, but... We're sorry. Yeah, I mean, sorry, Heather. And Melissa, and of course, Marcus. And Mom. Mom has enough of us. That's true, that's true. If anything, sorry, Mom. <laughs> welcome back. So, um, on our last episode, we talked about Muppets Take Manhattan. Brilliant movie. Brilliant. Today, we're going to go with the, is it an 80s movie? Is it a 90s movie? It's 90s. 90s. It was filmed in 89. But it took place in the 90s. I think it took place in 89. Oh. But it was released in the 90s. So that works. So it is the cult classic, Don't Tell Mom. The Babysitter's Dead. So I love this movie. Flawless. It is honestly one of my favorite movies from my youth. I think my favorite part of this movie is whenever I'm at work or anywhere, if I start saying a quote from a movie, it's either going to come from Kindergarten Cop or Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. And I'll say a quote and then say, name that movie. And there's certain people that know it's only going to be one of those two movies. So they've gotten to the point where they just guess one of them. It's 50-50. 50-50 shot. I mean... Better than taking, oh, shot, you're right. I'll have a drink. But um, I think my favorite <laughs> quote in the movie, I know what yours is probably going to be, but I think my favorite is, I'm right on top of that, Rose. I'm right on top of that, Rose. Iconic. Okay. Iconic. I agree. It's a great movie. It's a great quote. There's nothing about this movie I don't adore. Favorite quote, probably, the dishes are done, man. Good part of the movie. So Excellent. And it also, that in particular line, made a resurgence two years ago in Jane Son Bob's reboot when Keith Coogan had a, a cameo in the movie and he had finished a bowl of Swedish fish, which led to the iconic line of, the fishes are done, man. Well, those are our two favorite quotes. So let's quickly recap the whole movie. So. Excellent. Long and short, it's about the Crandall family and the kids. There's five kids, five, two girls, three boys. Correct. And mom is going to be just escaping reality and going with her boyfriend to New Zealand, Australia, something. For two months. With a briefcase. With a briefcase. That's all she packed for two months in a business attire. Business attire. And honestly, I wish we could say that's the only lack of total parental control and just human decency. Honestly, she's a garbage mom. Garbage. She does garbage. We have high standards. I love you, mom. But she's garbage. So she doesn't know how to pack. No. She doesn't know how to call the kids to check on them. No. She does call, but she, I mean, she doesn't do a good job at it. And I mean, that house that house i mean come on it was a nightmare until the kids cleaned it and took control took control now here's the thing with garbage mom like i don't i have a lot of questions 
what did she do for a living that she could just afford to take a two-month vacation? And she also has five kids. And who puts a total stranger who you've never met before in charge of your five kids for two months? There's not a point where you might have them meet. Nothing about that makes sense. She's a terrible mom. And quite frankly, the kids did better without her. I mean, but the question does have to come up. Are you going to call Mary Poppins unacceptable for leaving the kids in Mary Poppins' hands for two months? They weren't in Mary Poppins' hands for two months. Mary Poppins was a nanny. Those parents were in the house. So, yeah, that's true. But they just gave away their parental control. But they were there. Y'all don't know what's good about the nanny? I miss that show. I don't. Fran Drescher. Oh, oh, can we do, we need to do a Fran Drescher movie. Have you ever watched Beautician and the Beast? Let's not. Let's not and say we did. (laughs) All right. So the mom goes on summer vacation. The kids meet the babysitter. Babysitter seems like she's a sweet old lady. Mrs. Durack. She seems like she's going to be a sweet old lady until mom pulls away. And then she becomes a drill sergeant. And makes the tomboy daughter dress in a dress. She makes the little boy that just likes watching TV game shows start reading books. I mean, who reads a book? Nobody. And honestly, this terrible garbage mom has Encyclopedia Britannica or whatever it's called. Now, I know you guys can't see this, but Eleanor, my daughter, is all over us right now. She's very into it. So if you hear any distracting kisses and snuggles, that's Eleanor saying hello. So anyway, back to the point. <laughs> so a couple days in, is it even a full day before Mrs. Sturrock dies? I would say a day at tops. Yeah. So oh. she dies and the kids don't know what to do because they don't want to suddenly call the cops and say, hi, our babysitter's dead because they'll call the call their mom. So they decide they're just going to put her in a trunk and put her at the front of a morgue funeral home. funeral home and just leave her in there with a note that says nice old lady left inside. That's natural classes. I mean, they were natural. They were natural. Unless they weren't, but we don't know that. So allegedly, allegedly. So the mom also left an envelope of cash for the kids for, well, with Ms. Sturak to run the house, buy groceries, et cetera, et cetera. But we find out Mrs. Sturrock had sticky fingers and kept it in her girdle. I don't know if it was in her girdle, but it was on her being. So now the kids have no money to buy groceries or live for two months. So what are they going to do? It wouldn't have been a problem if their garbage mom hadn't left them alone for two months. Two months. So now they have no money. They have no food. What are they going to do? Someone's going to get a job. So there, of the five kids, there's two teenagers, Sue Ellen. Eh. One of them couldn't have worked probably, but he was a teenager. So we'll say two borderline adults, which will be Sue Ellen and Kenny. Then there's the teenage-ish boy. Zach. Zach. The medium girl, Missy. Melissa. Melissa. I'm right on top of her. How can you miss all of this? I didn't. Remember how she called herself Missy once boss lady was there? No, I think she said Melissa. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hi, Melissa. Hi, Mommy! And then, yeah, that's true. So, 
the way to figure out who's going to get a job, either Kenny or Sue Ellen, is the obvious answer. Mama Celeste face up. Mama Celeste face down. Yeah, so they take a frozen pizza and they're going to flip the pizza. Also the most fair way to come up with a decision. Yeah, and one of them is going to get a job doing something cool and fashiony, or flipping burgers. And of course, Sue Ellen gets the lucky thing of being the breadwinner and she's going to go get a job. And she first actually starts at Clown Dog where she meets her new hot boyfriend, Brian. I do adore Brian. Oh, she lasted about one shift. If that. If that. You know who else only lasted one shift? Mrs. Sturak. <laughs> the garbage mom. Oh. <laughs> you know who else only lasted one shift? The non-garbage mom. Remember how mom always tells us about when she worked at Nancy's? And for half, for half, half an hour. Before she quit. She just walked out of being a waitress because she was like, yeah, this ain't going to cut it. But we still go there to eat. Love you, mom. That was also like 50 years ago. Not garbage mom. No, our mom's not a garbage mom. No. She would bring us to Australia with her. No, she wouldn't go to Australia. She doesn't want to meet a kangaroo. So um, Sue Ellen quits the place and then she decides she's just going to make a resume out of a resume book. Gets hired at a fashion place and now she is a senior level executive assistant to the senior vice president, blah, 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 blah. How did you remember that exact title but you can't get the kid's name straight? Because honestly, I'm right on top of that, Rose. <laughs> favorite thing so she's now a senior level executive assistant and she has no clue like doesn't know how to use the computer doesn't know how to fax and it's just a tropical hot mess fair so now she has to bring bring home the bacon while kenny takes care of the kids and did you know you only get paid like every other week and who the hell are all these taxes going to it's tough so she doesn't have enough money. So she starts taking petty cash, you know, office money. She's, she'll put the receipts back and then, oh, well and good. They end up taking some money, buying a diamond ring for Walter's girlfriend. No, Walter, Walter doesn't have a girlfriend. Walter is a child. Do you know who Walter's girlfriend is? I would assume Betty White. What? You don't think Walter would be like Betty White's best friend? What are you even talking about? Walter loves TV game shows. And I'm picturing Betty White was probably on a lot of them. He probably idolized her. He's crazy. You're crazy. So they end up doing that. Then they find out that the fashion place is going to close. So they're going to do all this different stuff. Comedy ensues, comedy ensues. But the problem is we find out that Sue Ellen's boyfriend, Brian from Clown Dog, is the brother of... Her arch nemesis, the girl at work. Receptionist. The receptionist. Who clearly neither of us remember her name because you pointed at me as if I should know. And I do know it, but I can't. I don't think it's important for this part of the conversation. But the thing is, you don't know what kills me about the name though? Speaking of knowing names, how does Brian bash Sue Sue Ellen to his sister and not realize how popular is the name Sue Ellen? So when his sister is saying, oh, this terrible person at work, Sue Ellen, got the job, how does that not ring in Brian's head? Hey, I'm dating a Sue Ellen. Like, that's just weird. It's a little weird. And then when, oh, do you want to go to a baseball? 
yeah, my sister has tickets. Oh, I realized I hate baseball. You, you're just mad because I don't want to meet your sister. Like it all points to the fact that there's something going on. I'm not sure what, but they have to now save the company. And I don't know if we want to go into all of that because that part. For another day. Another day. But. We've ruined enough for you, fine people. I mean, the fact that they turned on the podcast probably ruined their night already. It's possible. One moment. I need a drink. <laughs> I didn't ruin my night. Now, drinks. one thing, speaking of drinking, it's not really about drinking, but one of my favorite parts, or one of the, not favorite parts, but something that's just so culturally obvious watching this show versus like teen and I don't know, comedies now. Mm-hmm. The teens are put in, in much different situations where like seeing Sue Ellen just smoke on like the front lawn in front of her mom, like that's such a natural thing to see in the 80s and, yeah. and 90s where you're not even really like, I didn't have a reaction to that, but like, yeah, if you would have seen that in a now. movie now, you would have definitely been like, whoa, 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 what's going on? Yeah. It's just an interesting, it was interesting to see that. Because like you don't see it as much, like it's not as prevalent. Because it, there was, yeah. it's not like there was a, a reason behind it. There wasn't like a story point. Right. It was just that she. It smoked. was just that she smokes, and that's like the well, she's the cool teen. Right. Which is how you defined a cool teen in the eighties. But none of them drank. Kenny definitely drank. I don't know. He they only talked about pot with him. He didn't have a wild kegger. Not a lot they of all, tiger, but I'm pretty sure he drank. Do you know what he probably drank? I'm doubting it, but woodchuck hard cider sangria. It is both I'm red sure and did. fruity. And if you'd like to sponsor Tommy, send it like over. A, he would like a kegger of it. Oh my God. Do you think they make keggers? I'm sure they do. Could we? Oh, Sherry, you know, it'd be a great birthday gift. A keggerator. A keggerator? You know, those little like school fridges that have the keg top? Only if you can get it as the drink you like. If I could get that with White Russians, oh boy. Remember on the Impractical Joking Cruise, how like most of the drinks were in kegs? Like when you bought like the um, rum punches or Long Island, they were all in kegs. That was a weird. It was weird. I mean, sign me up. So with that being said, so the end of the movie, I mean, we're not going to tell you all the end, but at the end, Mom comes back from Australia. And she's pissed. Pissed. No right to be pissed. No right. Because they painted the house. Like the whole outside, they painted the house. They they cleaned the entire swimming pool. They whisked the couch. The couch. The couch. I didn't ask you to whisk the couch, that Penny. The house was immaculate. Like it looked amazing. The only thing you could possibly point in their error is Walter breaking his leg. That's the only negative side. But also, she still had insurance. She had and great really medical insurance. Lesson. Always get medical insurance. Always get medical insurance. It's important. If you want medical insurance, you can always check out Aflac at Aflac.com. Quack, quack. <laughs> so, Sherry, with us talking about Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, let's face it, it's now time for our reimagination. Reimagination! So if you got to either rewrite, make a sequel, make a prequel, make a whatever, any sort of reimagination of Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, what would your reimagination be? 
Now, again, I'd like to point out that I think this film is flawless. Mm -hmm. That being said, my version will not be any better than it because theirs is perfect. Where I'm going, though, suspense thriller. So when Mrs. Sturek shows up dead, mm -hmm. the funeral home does what they probably should have done and they alert the authorities that somebody was dropped off in a trunk with a note. Died of natural causes. You can't just trust notes on dead bodies. You probably shouldn't trust dead notes on dead bodies. It's, it's true. Now, the police start searching. Mm -hmm. They find motive. They find that these kids have something to be angry about. So Melissa's pissed about the dress. Correct. Walter's pissed about the aardvark. Who wants to write a uh, book report on an aardvark? And Zach can't hang out with his girlfriend. He embarrassed her. Yeah. Now, they see some motive, but that's those are underlying. Mm -hmm. Big concerns. Kenny, lots of drug paraphernalia. That's true. There's shotgun shells and bullets oh, and no. broken dishes in their front yard. And we don't know if the bullets are from skeet shooting what are dishes. the odds that the bullets in your yard are from skeet shooting your family's dishes versus it's killing the baby? An actual assault. I mean, of some sort. Murder makes more sense. Murder always makes more sense. So we see this. We see that there's fraud happening. They see that they see Sue Ellen going mm -hmm. to work, and they're saying like something is wrong here. This girl does not, what? This doesn't make sense. So they know something is up. Suspend, they can't find the mom. Garbage mom is nowhere to be found. Do you think they question if they first killed garbage mom? I think this is all part of it, correct. I think they're like, what's going on? She's, because clearly she doesn't have it, like she doesn't have anything going on in her life. Mm -hmm. Nobody at work is like announcing that she's missing because she's a garbage mom. So anyway, yeah, I go suspense thriller. That makes sense. Now, how about you? So, I've been teasing you all afternoon with the fact that we have props. Props! I brought props for this reimagination. Not that you'll see it. Not that you'll see it, but we'll post a picture on Instagram. If you haven't started following us on Instagram, it is book club for people who can't read on Instagram. So, you know, the little at sign, book club for people who can't read. We'll link it in something. I don't know. We'll send you all messages. Melissa, follow us. Heather, follow us. Mom, get an Instagram. <laughs> so I think that they all do, by the way. Does my mom have an Instagram? No, mom doesn't have an Instagram, so oh. she doesn't. But Heather must follow us. Yeah. And Melissa. Yeah, every, I, I think does. I think all four people who, who listen to the podcast follow us. That's good. So we'll, we'll post the picture on there. So <laughs> I've been talking about props. Now, the thing is, is the movie was going to go one of two ways. Mama Celeste was going to flip and it was either going to land face up and it was going to be Sue Ellen or face down and it was going to be Kenny. True. So Sue Ellen first got the burger job, then failed at that, quit, then faked her way into the thing. Kenny becomes an amazing chef, but he becomes an amazing chef from watching TV and with his stoned friends and watching Julia Child. God rest her soul. She was amazing. And he grows as a person. He does. I mean, he shaves his hair. He looks amazing. It's he not shave his hair. He cuts his hair. Yeah, that he cuts his hair. That's true. But then it's not Kenny. It's Kenneth. 
and they're wearing name tags. Well, I'm the maitre d'. Yeah. So I'm thinking he probably wouldn't be an amazing chef right from the get-go. But what if it landed Mama Celeste face up? Yeah. What would have happened? Good point. So now it's time for props. Don't read the label. Just open. You should have. I mean, it's just a piece of tape. Jeez. I know, but this is, I didn't realize that the props would have, I'm not supposed to look at the label. So it I doesn't really, I mean, just don't read it. So we have a prop because it is all about Mama Celeste. So Mama Celeste faces face up. You can hear the tape ripping. This isn't even bait click. There is an actual box in our hand. And she is like, what the hell? This is going to be amazing. This is going to be fun. You didn't even like loosen the tape. Because I was, you didn't even see me bring it in. I didn't. It's because this is not bait click. This is, so what if Mama Celeste faced up? <laughs> what? So, sure. Oh my God. What is it? This is the vinyl limited edition clown dog splatter cover vinyl. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead soundtrack. So, some people might say since it's limited edition that you shouldn't open it. I didn't say limited edition. Oh, I did say limited edition. Yeah, I think that you still should open it. Oh, yeah, we have to open it because it gets better. Oh, an alias perfect world okay so and it's even called so side a mama celeste face up side b is called mama celeste face down you know what and it's an hbo movie which makes sense because a lot of my memories of this movie was so that would have come out early 90s and that's when our uncle definitely had a black box and at some point we had a black box temporarily, which I'm sure is against the statute of limitation. I mean, Sherry, <laughs> the thing is, is we were saying that murder was a good idea. We were saying it was a good idea. <laughs> we were saying shotgun shell and shotgun shells always lead to murder. You're right. Oh you're my right. god! So I should have taken a picture before I, I took the. Eh, whatever. Just take it off Google. Good lord. So, um, so I, I could get the picture with the, I just don't want the, the front. It's a limited edition. So let's open it and it's going to get even. Oh my God. So the inside is the cover, the art from the vi part the, of the. The vignette at the beginning. Yeah. With Mrs. Durack. Now pull out the record. Yes. Oh, the dust clown cover dog. is clown dog wrapping paper. This is impressive. The end facing you. Towards your stomach. This is impressive. And again, it's the clown dog splatter edition. What? So it's freaking bright oh my ass. God, and it's Mama Celeste. <laughs> this is this is incredible. So it's like a pizza too. It's a pizza, and it has ketchup and mustard all over. Is that think it's ketchup and mustard? I think that's sauce and cheese. It's the clown dog splatter edition. Clown dog doesn't sell pizza. Mama Celeste's pizza. It had Mama Celeste on the pink version too. There's oh. a pink C record, but I thought the clown oh, dog. Ellen was impressed. I thought the clown dog version was better than a pink one. That's incredible. So yeah, so it's going to be Kenny. And maybe he makes vinyl records. I don't know. Maybe he stamps um, license plates at present. I don't know. But that's my reimagination. Oh my God. I guess I didn't really do a reimagination. I just brought a prop. 
that's an incredible prop. So yeah, so that was exciting. So um, with that being said, we're going to actually, we're not giving this record away. FYI. Sorry, Heather. Sorry, Melissa. But we're going to start giving away some of our amazing keychains. So Sherry's in there trying to rip apart. No, the no. The, it, it has, it's on, so the inside. Nice lady died of natural causes right here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so if you follow us on Instagram, what we want you to do is tell us on our next post, we'll post a picture of some of our keychains, and we just want you to tell us what the next movie we should do. And now remember, we're not nerds, so there's no Star Wars. Oh, or Star Trek. Or Lord of the Rings. Or Harry Potter. Or Indiana Jones. And nothing that's arguably from after 2010? Yeah, probably. If it's too new, honestly, not interested. So we want older stuff. I feel like where we excel, if there is anything we could excel at, is like the thing... I'm good at buying random props. That that was excellent. Mm -hmm. I think the thing that I appreciate the most, I think what I'm seeing based on our picks so far... Are these are movies that like we grew up on, so we have a sense of appreciation too. So I'm interested to see what people think we should do because mm-hmm. what they think we might have seen. That's We've seen true. a lot of crap movies. We have a lot. So again, you're gonna post on the new post. Sherry will post it up with um, a picture of the keychain. So we're gonna send these out. Someone's gonna win a keychain. Someone's gonna win a keychain. And usually when I ship keychains, I put candy and junk in it. He does put, he calls them Zazzles. No, I call them Zaps. <laughs> They're Zaps and usually they are Razzles. <laughs> so combined. Speaking of Razzles, we should do 13 Going on 30 eventually. 13 Going on 30 is pretty good. Kind of a newish movie though. It's so kind of new though. It's not, actually pretty old when you think of it. So I think that's all we have time for today. So with that being said, again, follow us on Instagram. Woodchuck Hard Cider, send the kegerator right on over. We're ready for our next episode. And if White Russian, if you if you figure out a way to make that. Ask for that. Kahlua to send it. Kahlua, send me some White Russians. See, this makes more sense. <laughs> so thank you guys again for listening. We'll be back for another episode soon. Our plan is to record at least one more this weekend. So then we have at least a couple of weeks in the can. And on a positive note, I did buy your microphone. Okay, mom bought me a microphone. Because she loves this so much. Yeah, so then we're going to try doing this like intercoastal. Intercoastal, exactly. Interstate, more likely. Interstate. (laughs) So then we can try doing that because that could be hysterical. So from both of us here at Book Club for People Who Can't Read, if you don't know how to read, we're the perfect podcast for you. Have a good night, guys. Good night. Book club for people who can't read. We watch movies and review them. Cause books are so hard to read. And movies don't have that much to them. Pictures are worth a thousand words. So a movie is like a bazillion words. Instead of reading all the words, you can watch it on the big screen. At book club for people who can't read.